3: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: It's the Riley and Kimmy Show! Hello
3: out there. Wayback
1: Machine, my incomparable invention for traveling through time, has been set. Which direction are we heading, Mr. Peabody? South, Sherman. Specifically, Florida. The Wayback took us way back instantly. And that is where we
0: are. That's where our show is originating from. The Riley and Kimmy Show is in Central Florida. That's right, smack dab, right between Orlando and Daytona Beach. That's where we are. This is episode 394. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is... Kimmy!
3: I got one name! Kimmy!
0: She seems nice. You don't. Yeah, that's so true. I am not the nice one here. She is the very nice one. You're the angel. I'm the devil, right? Mm. Do you have more that you can say than, mm? I know you had your sleep, and I do call you the Neanderthal here. I mean, uh, can you do more than, mm? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, prove that. We're waiting here. I'm here. Well, I'm glad you're here. I guess I have to do roll call, right? Sort of like one of those old classroom things. All right. Are you here? here. Yeah, okay. Did you do that? Did you raise your hand up and go, here? Or were you the one that went, present? Here. You were a here, not a present. Mm-hmm. You were never a present. Mm-mm. But you were a present to me. No. <laughs> oh. Oh, are you? This show's full of all kinds of humor, anyhow. On episode three ninety four, we got a lot of things going on here. Kimmy, okay, I mean, one of the things with this episode, it's actually a very serious episode and also a fun episode. Being a Saturday when it's uploaded, we're going to do a little tribute to kind of well, sort of to Saturday morning cartoons in a way, also to classic radio because they will be combined. Also, the world of nerddom that owes classic radio a big time, and it is an episode that is dedicated to a near and dear friend. Of the Riley and Kimmy show. And we have that coming up here in just a few moments.
4: He's becoming progressively shyer. He needs to get out more. Make more friends.
0: Yes, that's true. I am the shy one of the group here. If no one's figured that out yet with previous episodes of the Riley and Kimmy show, I am the shy one, right? Mm, Yeah, right. I am. I am the shy one. I am the wallflower. That's me. I am the wallflower here. I need to get out i need to socialize i need to make friends and there's an opportunity for me to do that and a place to fit in and that is coming up in jacksonville florida at retro rama pop culture collectible show the wallflower will get out mm-hmm. yes i will get out i will be there i will actually be i will be contained behind the table in a booth that's where i'll be mm-hmm. because the the fantastic promoters from this great event, this great nerdum event, have invited the Riley and Kimmy show to that. Yet yeah, they invited a wallflower, so that should be kind of interesting. You know, I'm such a wallflower that I'll be wearing something very conservative to <laughs> the... <laughs> Actually, that is quite hilarious because before uh, sitting down to episode 394, earlier in the uh, day before sitting down for 394, a accessory... Arrived that was ordered for the, I guess the term would be costume that I will be wearing my attire for this event. And if you've been to some events I've been to recently and you've said, oh boy, what you're wearing is really out there, I guarantee I'm going to top myself with this one, correct? Mm -hmm. I am going to, I'm going to test your vision. Let's just put it that way. That's true. That's right. So, you have to see this, and to see this, you'll have to go to Jacksonville, Florida on February 8th, just a few days away, a Sunday, for a fantastic event, which is called Retrorama. And if you go to Retrorama, you will be able to meet some celebrities. Some celebrities, or a big time celebrity, one who uh, ran from zombies and decided to kick zombie butt. That's right. And his name is Lou Temple from The Walking Dead. And you know what's really cool about this? It happens to be the day The Walking Dead returns to television. That's right. The day The Walking Dead returns to television, you could meet somebody from The Walking Dead. How cool is that? You could tell your friends. You say, hey, I met somebody from that show. Mm-hmm. They'll be envious of you. You say, I got an autograph from a member. Of The Walking Dead. And you can do that by going to Jacksonville on February 8th to Retro-Rama. And Kimmy has some more details about this event, including others that will be, uh, you know, in the world of celebrity around Lou Temple. Who else is there?
3: Yes, besides Lou Temple, who plays Axel from The Walking Dead, we also have two Hammer Horror Queens. Veronica Carlson and Susanna Lee will be there.
0: Now, um, I really love that, by the way, Kimmy, because, you know, I'm a I'm a huge horror fan, especially going back before their era. I, you know, I'm such a nerd. I love the Universal uh, classic monsters. I even like the silent era, mm-hmm. um, but I'm a fan of the Hammer horror films of the 50s and 60s, the remakes of the Universal films and things like that. The films with, you know, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing and those two actresses just happened to maybe uh, have acted around those individuals. Mm hmm. And so they will be really cool to meet, to talk to. I know they have plenty of stories, and you know some others that are there. Yes, Arch Hall Jr. will also be there. That will be fun. He is a individual who has a background from 60s uh, films and also singing, uh, performed pop in, the, in the pop scene, and is a pilot and an author, uh, wrote a book about uh, smuggling. Because, you know, he, when he was a pilot, when I say a pilot, you, you might want say, oh, yeah, he flies one of those little single engine things. No, this guy flew jets and uh, flew all over the world and took that experience and wrote a book about smuggling. Mm-hmm. And what other things can you find besides the celebrities at this event? Maybe what kind of collectibles do you think, Kimmy?
3: Well... Uh, Apparently, they are going to have some quality vintage toys, dolls, models, comics, G.I. Joe, music, Star Wars, games, TV and movie memorabilia, Barbies,
0: posters, Legos, and Disney Anna. Wow, a wide range of things for people like me who collect just about everything. You know, when I talked to uh, one of the members... Of Retro Rama. Matter of fact, I talked to quite a few of them. Uh, but one of the uh, prime promoters, he and I were talking about collecting. And he goes, Well, you know, what do you, what do you collect and stuff? And I said, Boy, that's just about impossible, Ed, for me to, uh, you know, nail it down just to one because uh, I'm all across the board there. You know, some people call me a pack rat. And just to give you an idea, I'm looking right here in the studio. And I'm not kidding, right in front of me, uh, besides the Batman statues that I have and the Superman stuff, and let's see, Captain Marvel, that's Shazam. Uh there's bobbleheads there is uh, Godzilla there is artwork there are autographs there are let's see Captain America Lady Death which I'd love Kimmy to cosplay as and she won't do that Uh there's a thing over there Darth Vader uh a Joker by Alex Ross there is a Iron Man uh let's see uh uh bust by Alex Ross as well uh, Batgirl, Supergirl, and uh, oh, a Bizarro, just to name a few, and oh, some vintage Batmobiles, and wait, Doctor Who's Sonic Screwdriver right there, and a Thing hand from the Adams family, and a stomach from a uh, great store in Deland called Carousels Collectibles, just to give you a small I... stomach. Yeah, that stomach right there. A real stomach? It's not a real stomach. Take a look at it. it's an action figure oh, stomach. Oh yeah, that yeah, one. It, it, yeah, he's right next to the Thing hand. See, it's right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and my one of my favorite DC characters of all time, Zatanna. Another character Kimmy will not cosplay as. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Although speaking of cosplay, we did pick up an accessory for something she's going to be appearing as, at MegaCon. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes, <laughs> well, I can't wait to can talk about Megacon, Free Comic Book Day. Those are some places that we will be at. Especially a big thing at Free Comic Book Day. Be listening to uh, future podcasts. We will be announcing what that is. But now back to the place we will be on Sunday, February eighth, which is Retro Collectibles. As part of the new event scheduled for February 8th Retro-Rama Collectible Show, Mickey Copa of the Live Prize Trivia of Jacksonville will be hosting something they like to call the Great Pop Culture Trivia Showdown. Get ready, nerds, and test your geek knowledge against your peers in a no-holds-barred trivia tournament. Winners will receive $150 in prizes, so bring your skills to the table and may the best nerd win. I also say geek or freak, because I I don't want to just limit to nerds. Mm-hmm. Right now, what's better than a VIP admission to Retro Rama Collectible Show on Sunday, February eighth? How about a VIP admission at up to fifty four percent off? You heard right. If you order through Groupon, you can save big. You also get into the show one hour early at nine o'clock. You can get ready to grab all the good stuff before anybody else does. That's right. You can go picking, as some like to call it. I prefer to call it hunting. And we have a very good nerd friend from Central Florida, who's making the trek. It's not really a trek, but maybe unless you're going Star Trek. He's going a little bit early. He's already purchased those tickets. He he said, hey, Patrick, what's the link to that? And he found the link for the advanced tickets right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Are you looking forward to this, Kimmy? Oh, yes. Now, I already have the Batmobile ready to go. I have uh, done a uh, preliminary packing and got everything ready to go for the big, uh, the big event. Mm-hmm. And I hope individuals do swing by this uh, this fun time. We would love to meet you. One of the things the Riley and Kimmy show is going to do is we will be recording an upcoming episode right there, an upcoming podcast, and we can talk the world of nerd with you. Now, if you're shy, if you're sort of like the way the old Kimmy used to be, mm-hmm. the, the pre-Kimmy, the mm-hmm. way back when Kimmy, mm-hmm. she was kind of shy. I know that's kind of hard to believe, but she was shy. Yeah, she was like me. She was a wallflower. And she just you know would not You you get like what? You were sort of like a a beaker on the Muppets, maybe a little bit, right? (laughs) Kind of, just a little bit, right? So if you're like that, that's okay. We're we're not gonna you know make you record something and embarrass you. You can just uh, say, hey, let's let's talk off Mike, and that's great. We'll talk all that world of nerd stuff right there and then with you so we'd love to see you to find out more about this Retrorama collectible show go right to our website RileyandKimmy.com we have links right to the event
3: in the great hall of the Justice League there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes created from the cosmic legends
0: of the universe the Super Friends. And before sitting down for Podcast 394 to record it, we uh, went out and about and visited our very good friends, Friends to the Riley and Kimmy Show at Smash Comics and Games in the Seminole Town Shopping Center in Sanford. Saw Lindsay, saw Nathan, and saw a ton of others, Super Friends, right there. And it was a, a really good time. Mm-hmm. It was great uh, talking to Lindsay and everybody else. Um, but it was kind of a sad time, too, because somebody who was a fixture of. Smash Comics, the co-owner of Smash Comics, David, the commissioner, Corporone, was absent because uh, David, and I'm not talking out of turn here, it's been made public, uh, has been hospitalized, and uh, that's, you know, it's it's a sad thing for us nerds that uh, go to Smash Comics because David is something you expect to see, and Mm -hmm. and he's not there, and I can't wait till he does return. Uh, He is deeply missed. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things... This episode is about and we're going to focus on is Superman and the reason we're going to be focusing on Superman as Kimmy knows and anybody who knows David knows he is probably the biggest Superman fan on planet Earth I would have to say Mm -hmm. and he has one of the largest you know uh, uh, loves uh, I've ever ever met of anybody who of, of Superman yes and I thought it would be appropriate, being a Saturday episode when this is uploaded, that uh, being like a Saturday morning cartoon type thing, that we, well, we take a look at uh, Superman, because Superman and a radio program, us nerds owe a lot to. And I mean people who read Superman comic books and those who love Superman movies and the television shows and the cartoons and things like that. And matter of fact, Arrow, I know it's not Superman. And other comic book characters in both universes, meaning DC and Marvel, owe the radio show a lot because 1938, the comic book came into existence, Action Comics number one, and it changed everything. It made comic books bigger. Uh, Comic books prior to that were nothing more than reprints of comic strips. And then shortly after that, the uh, Superman storyline went to the comic strips, and then, they, they started in 1939 trying to make it happen, but it, it took to 1940. The Adventures of Superman became a long-running radio serial. And when that happened, it made every household in America, for the adults that is, aware of Superman. They may not have paid attention to a 10-cent comic book. No. And they may not have paid attention to the funny papers or the sections little daily comic strips or even the Sundays of Superman. It changed things when it was on the radio because it made the names Clark Kent and Superman and Perry White and Lois Lane commonplace. It was hard to escape from it when you're walking by the living room and there's a radio and it's playing. And it was big. It was really huge. And this led to the cartoon being done for a period of time. Uh, the Fleischer cartoons and gave exposure in the theaters. And then that led to the movie serials. And then that led to the television series and then so forth and so forth. But other superhero things were growing around this at the same time. And the world of nerd became more common and more common in the household to an adult audience. And it, it influenced actually that television show in a way, the George Reeves one, because when the show debuted, the radio did in 1940. Individuals who grew up by 1951, 52, 53, 54 were maybe introducing their children to the world of Superman. It became multi-generational. Now, The Adventures of Superman was a long-running radio serial that originally aired from 1940 to 1951. To give you just how long it went, it's a long time. It was adapted from DC Comics' character, and in all, there were 2,068 original episodes of the adventures of superman that were aired on american radio now the voice of superman by the way to me to this day is still the voice of superman no i did not grow up with these but i was exposed to this individual because back in the 60s in 1966 when uh, a company by the name of filmation decided to do the and got the license to do the superman cartoons for cbs television and these aired for you know a long time i mean decades The voice that was chosen to do Clark Kent and Superman was a voice who had done the radio show, the original radio show, and even the Fleischer cartoons, and that is Bud Collier. And to me, his voice is still Clark Kent and still Superman, and this is him. This
3: is a job for Superman. Up, up,
0: Yes, whenever I read those comic books, I don't care if it's the Silver Age, the Modern Age, whenever that is the voice I hear for Superman and for Clark Kent now Bud Collier was that voice now by the way the radio show was very important it influenced the comic books and the movies and the TV shows years to come things did debut in the radio show that did not debut in the comic books they first went in the radio show many aspects such as kryptonite
4: this kryptonite is just what I need for my plan Take the girl to the car. We're leaving for Cave Mountain. I thought you were going to bring Superman here. I don't dare risk it.
0: Now that's actually from the Superman serial, movie serial from 1950, Superman versus the Atom Man, and which happened to be Lex Luthor. Yeah, he was an incognito. Don't mean to spoil that for you, but it was actually Lex Luthor. But it did not debut in the comic books. It debuted on radio. Now the reason it did was, back then, these radio shows were done live. They did not repeat them and bud collier needed to have a vacation from time to time and kryptonite was invented was brought into it the show to allow superman to well you know not be around for a little bit because he needed a vacation so there'd be like a kryptonite moment also batman and robin appeared on the program in superman's absence to take over things Hmm. later on Now, the animated Superman short films use the voices of Bud Collier and the other radio actors, and Columbia's Superman movie serials from 1948 and 1950 were adapted from the Superman radio program broadcast. That's how important this radio program was. The Fleischer and famous Superman cartoons are a series of 17 animated Technicolor short films released by Paramount Pictures and based upon the comic book character Superman. They are gorgeous. If you can find... Uh, a more recent release of these because they became public domain and a lot of bad copies were out but about oh, i'm saying about three four years ago uh there was a release of these and they are gorgeous they're beautiful they're something to check out they're safe for any age and once again, Bud Collier is the voice of Superman, Clark Kent on those. And then back in 1966, Bud Collier reprised his role as the voice of Superman in the Filmation animated television series of The New Adventures of Superman. Also, by the way, something that uh, was created on the uh, radio show as well, made its debut, that then went to comic books, and then went to movies and TV shows, was the following. The Daily Planet editor Perry White made his debut on radio. The copy boy, Jimmy Olson and police inspector Bill Henderson all were created and made their debuts on the radio show. So we're going to go back in time and play a couple of episodes here. They're very short of this old time radio production 75 years ago almost we're going to go to and we're dedicating this to Commissioner David Corporone, who, by the way, is part of the Superman mythos. That's how big of a fan he is. Now, if you're kind of familiar with the, uh, within the recent years of the Superman storylines, the name Commissioner David Corporone should be familiar to you. It's a fictional character and an ally of Superman that appears in the comic books. The character first appeared in Superman number Four, February 2012. It was created by George Perez. Now the character is based on a real person that George has been friends with for a number of years. That's David Corporone. the same name. And David is a co-owner of Smash Comics and Games in Seminole Town Shopping Center in Sanford, Florida. This two part Superman episode, actually they, they're standalones. You can so you can pause and don't have to listen to the next one. They were not cliffhangers in the early part, the, the early ones, and then eventually they went to the cliffhanger uh, thing where you had to listen to various episodes for find out what happened. But this is dedicated to David. We send this out to you, buddy. We hope you get better and we hope you feel better real soon the first one is kino's landing from february 16th 1940 and then we follow that up with clark kent captured by the wolf from february 19th 1940 here's the adventures of superman on the riley and Kimmy show
4: presenting superman up in the sky look it's a bird it's a plane it's superman and now superman Amazing figure from another world with powers and abilities never before realized by mortal men. Given a chance to make good by Perry White, city editor of the Daily Planet, young Clark Kent, who was really Superman, leaped out a window 20 stories above the ground and vanished in a swirl of fog. Secret warnings had come to the newspaper of a vague and sinister plot against the railroads of the West. And mild-mannered Clark Kent had received orders to go west at once and investigate. Already danger is forming in the path of the Silver Clipper. Cracked train of the West Coast Railroad roaring over the prairie on her way to Denver and Salt Lake. All planes were grounded by fog and sleet. But today, as our story continues, a strange figure hurtles through space. Red cape streaming in the whistling wind. Superman speeds to his assignment. 24
2: hours to go. The Silver Clipper leaves Denver tomorrow night on her way to Salt Lake City. That man who calls himself the Wolf... ...have to find out who he is, too. Said the train would never get there. We'll see, Wolf. We'll see. If you're up to something, look out. Because the other side has Superman.
4: And as Superman wings his way westward... ...following the faint steel ribbon of the railway line below him... two men sit waiting in a tiny shack in the Colorado foothills. One of them is Keno Carter, gunman, gambler... Bad man of the Southwest, Kino waits nervously. Wait for some word from the figure across the table, the dark, shadowy figure who calls himself the Wolf. Hey, listen, boss. Will you please tell me what we're doing out here
1: now? The Silver Clipper ain't due till tomorrow. Don't even leave Denver till tomorrow afternoon. Very true, Kino. But the Western Limited is due in exactly ten minutes. Well, what, uh, what are you going to do with the Limited? I warned various people and newspapers that something would happen to the Silver Clipper tomorrow night. As it will. So far, they've chosen to ignore me. Very well. When they see what overtakes the Limited in slightly less than ten minutes, they will pay more attention to me when I call again. Now listen, boss. What is this, a game? What are you trying to do? Why ask me, Kino? Do I know any more than you? We're told to paralyze the railroads. That's all. But it's enough. For We obey orders. Well, whose orders? Where did they come from? Yours come from me. And you know what happens, Kino, if you disregard them. Shall I tell you again? No, no, never mind. Very well. Come outside. Ah, Not long to wait now. If the limited is on time, we should begin to hear her.
4: I don't hear nothing. Ah,
1: she is on time. Have you done what I told you? Yeah, I done it. What I don't see... You will see, Kino, very shortly indeed. Hey, what are you trying to do? Scare him to death? Listen now to what I tell you. I'm listening. That train will be going over that trestle down there in another seven or eight minutes. So what? At the end of the trestle, as you can see, Kino, the track turns and runs along the cliff on the mountainside. Yeah, I see. The mountains to one side, very steep and abrupt, then the track, then the canyon, 300 feet deep. Hey, listen. You gonna throw him down the canyon... The whole ten cars... As I said before, all you have to do is obey orders. All right. What do I do? You wait till the train has crossed the trestle, then you fire the charge. Right away? Count ten, if you like. All right. And then what? Then events will take their natural course. After which, you will come back and join me in the cabin. Hey, she's coming. I'm coming fast. Moving, my friend. Let her cross the trestle, then count ten. Ah,
2: good. Still following the railway. Ought to be getting fairly close to Denver. Looks like a long trestle up ahead. I'd get aboard that train if it weren't so slow. I'll drop down a bit and look it over. Might do it anyway. Ride in as Clark Kent. What's that man on the side of the mountain doing? Looks like he's got a charging battery for dynamite blasting. Something queer about that. Seems to be waiting. He's waiting for the train. Gonna blast it right off the tracks. This looks like some of your dirty work, Wolf. Well, here's where Superman takes a hand. I've got to stop that train. I'll get aboard and they'll stop to put me off because I have no ticket. It's got to be fast. Ninety miles an hour. Good speed for a train, but it can't leave Superman behind. Ah, There's the observation platform. What luck. Nobody on it. Now then. Grab the platform rail. There. Leap on board. Now. Now to join the passengers is Clark Kent. Cub reporter for the Daily Planet. Off for the Cape into ordinary clothes and inside.
3: Tickets, please. All tickets. Tickets first. All tickets, please. Tickets, please. May I have your ticket, please?
5: Oh, I... am sorry, conductor, but I have lost it. No, you've lost it. And I'm afraid that
3: I'll have to ask you to pay the fare.
5: Now, you know, I, I'm terribly sorry, but I seem to have lost my money too. Uh, I thought so.
3: You've been riding the blinds and figured you'd sneak in here where it's warm. Well, we know how to deal with bums like you. Yes,
5: that's right, conductor. Stop the train and put me off. I don't mind.
3: Say, who are you?
5: Uh, Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. But that's all right. I I I ought to be more careful. Teach me a good lesson.
3: Well, I guess I'll take a chance if you're really a reporter. You're liable to write up a story about getting kicked off our train. You can stay where you are.
2: But look here... I'll take care
3: of you when we get to town.
2: And if you're not a reporter... Oh, no good, I overplayed it. Wait, Scott, i got to do something and quick, too. We're on the trestle. Where's that emergency cord?
0: Hey, hey,
5: what's going on here? Who pull, pulled that cord? Why? I did, Conductor. I, I'm terribly sorry. Sorry?
2: Well, you better be sorry. Here, here. Come
5: back here. Come back I, I, here. I can't stay, Conductor. My conscience bothers me. I'll just jump off right where we are, on the trestle. You come back here. No, I, I'll be all right. Don't, don't worry about
2: me. Uh, I got you. No, you can't no. get away this time. Now, you stay right here. I, I want to get well, off. Well, you ain't getting off. You'll go to jail for this. You come back up them steps. Look. Up the mountain, Conductor. That flash. Hey,
5: what, what the... What the... What, what's going on up there? It was a blast. An explosion
2: up the mountain. Right, Scott Conductor, look, look what's coming Oh, Lord, save us, it's a rock slide Tons of rock coming down on the track Listen to it And right ahead of us, too Took the tracks out like two pieces of string Oh, Lord And now they're all
5: coming out to find out what happened It's all right, it's all right, ladies and gentlemen, no danger Just a rock slide up ahead That's all, there may be a slight delay Delay? You don't think
2: you can dig through that, do you?
5: Now get back in the train, please, get back It's dangerous out here Back on board, please. We may be held up a little while. Back on board, everybody, please. We'll be pulling out directly. Now then, conductor, I I think you owe me a vote of thanks. Oh,
2: you
3: do, do you? Well, what makes you think that?
5: Well, use your eyes, man. Where would you be now if I hadn't stopped the train?
3: Huh? Well, now, there may be something in what you say. I'm not denying if we'd been going our regular speed, we'd have got that rock slide right about the third car.
5: I'll say you would. You'd have been down in that canyon, too. And it's 300 feet deep. As a matter of fact, that's where you were intended to be.
3: Oh, is it? Well, what makes you think so? Goodbye, conductor.
5: I'll see you later. Hey, you come back here. Catch that guy. Joe,
2: Mike. Don't let him get away from the dog. Where'd he go? Catch him. Catch him, there! Get off boy. 20 tons of rock. Why, that's nothing. Hardly a workout. Anything to put a crimp in the wolf's plans. And Clark Kent, reporter, simply must be in Denver by morning. First of all, down into the canyon for the missing rails. There they are. Now, back to the roadbed. I never swept up a rock slide before, but there's nothing like trying. Here we go. (laughs) Why, it's nothing. I'll have the line clear before that conductor knows I've gone. The limited will be in Denver in an hour.
1: Well, Kino, all done? What happened? No, nothing happened. Nothing happened? What do you mean? One of them things, boss. The train stopped on the trestle. Stopped? That train never stops. Well, it stopped this time. And a guy got out, and I didn't know, so I shot the stuff. Yes, yes, I heard it. Didn't you come out to look? I thought I'd better stay hidden. Well, there was a rock slide, and that's all. The train wasn't scratched. The line's blocked, but the train ain't hurt. This man who got out, who was he? After the slide, I snuck down and joined the mob, see? I heard him talking about a newspaper guy and looking for him. Uh, Name of Clark Kent. Kent? I don't know him. Well, you better, because he knows us. What's that? I don't know. All I can tell you is they're looking for him. Clark Kent, a newspaper man who knew enough to stop that train. Well... We shall look for him too, my friend. Uh, we'll have lots of time. They won't get the line clear this side of Sunday. We shall look for this Mister Kent, and when we find him, ah, the train—they've decided to go back to Pueblo. Let's look, well, Kino. Kino of that train. What? It's going west. Why? It can't be. Hey, well, what the? But it is. It's on its way to Denver. Why? It can't be. Why there was twenty tons of rock on the line? Look for yourself, Kino. It's not possible. It's not human. But look! Well, very well. We go to Denver two, Keno, at once to find out what goes on and to take care of Mr. Kent, the newspaper man. Get the plane ready.
4: Less than 24 hours to solve the plot and save the Silver Clipper. But now the wolf is hard on Clark Kent's trail. What happens in Denver when daylight comes, when Clark Kent breaks the story, and when the wolf meets Superman? Tune in and don't miss it. And remember, be with us again for the next thrilling installment of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird!
1: It's a plane! It's Superman!
4: Presenting Superman. the sky. Look! It's a bird! It's a plane!
3: It's Superman!
4: And now, Superman. When we last left Superman, he had arrived in Denver as Clark Kent, news reporter, to investigate a strange and deadly plot against the railroads of the West. He had been able to prevent the Continental Limited from being swept into a canyon by a rock slide. But now, the unknown force is directed against the Silver Clipper, crack train of the West Coast Railway. Mysterious messages have warned that the clipper, due to leave Denver at sundown, will never arrive in Salt Lake City. Morning newspapers have carried Kent's story of the rock slide. And while railroad officials and government men search desperately for clues, Kent himself walks briskly toward the great central station for a conference with the division superintendent. But meanwhile, the plot moves on. In a secret hiding place overlooking the railroad yard, the man called the wolf Talks with his subordinate, Kino. Listen. So,
1: very fine. At last, the unbelieving fools begin to take me seriously. You have read the stories, Kino? I read them. Well, why so sullen? Well, I don't understand it. I tell you, that track was blocked for a hundred feet, and yet five minutes later, the Continental went right on through. Next time, my friend, please to observe more accurately. Obviously, the track was not blocked for a 100 feet. It was not blocked at all. But I tell you it was. You should join forces with the conductor of the train. He swears that a tremendous figure in blue tights and a red cape appeared from nowhere, replaced the missing rails, cleared away 20 tons of rock, and made a safe passage for the train, all in a matter of minutes. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, <clears throat> he is now confined to the city hospital, that conductor, for observation. Yeah. Well, uh, I tell you, I've seen the same thing myself. That will do, my friend. We have no time for pipe dreams. You were deceived by shadows. And now listen, there's work to do. I'm listening. I note that this story is signed by that newspaper man, Clark Kent, the one who was on the train. Well, I told you about him. I should like to be better informed. That fellow seems to know a great deal. How he knows, I have no idea. But he does. Also, I have checked up on him. He was assigned to cover the story back east and seems to have arrived out here incredibly soon. Must have flown. Undoubtedly. But that's neither here nor there. Do you know where he is now? I did what you told me. I trailed him. He left his hotel to go see the divisional superintendent of the railroad. Did he? How lucky. Lucky? We'll kill two birds with one stone. We've got them on the run. They're worried, Kino, and frightened. I you know. hope you're right. They don't know which way to turn or what to believe. They'd like to keep the silver clipper in Denver tonight, but they don't dare. They don't dare, Kino. They can't admit they're terrified. <laughs> and wait till they get my telegram. Telegram? Can you dress up like a messenger, Kino? Huh? Uniform and so on? Oh, sure. Excellent, excellent. You will put on your fake uniform and take this wire, also fake. To the superintendent. Now? At once. If you have luck, you'll find him with Mr. Clark Kent. You will also find, I think, that he is trying to locate a missing engine, Kino. Missing engine? Just so. If he finds it, I'll eat it. Huh? Uh, Never mind. Get your uniform on, Kino. Deliver the telegram personally. And bring back as much of the conversation as you can. You understand? Now... Now, where's that conductor's story? Quite the funniest reading I've seen this week. A Superman, huh? Appearing <laughs> out of the nut. Well, well.
3: Hello? Yes, this is superintendent speaking. What? Well, trace it again. Trace it from both ends of the line. Ah, oh, nuts, don't tell me you can't find it. Do you think a locomotive and tender could vanish into thin air? Check every station master and call me back. I'm sorry, Mr. Kemp. Oh, that's that's quite all right. Stupid idiots. Look here, we sent a spare engine and tender down the line last night, and now they can't tell me where it is. What? On the main line? Certainly. Uh, Never mind. Let's get back to this business, the Continental. Any
5: more news of that conductor? No,
3: not so far. Poor fellow's out of his mind. Hmm.
5: What do you suppose he thought he saw, all that business about a superman. Yes,
3: I only wish to heaven they'd never printed it.
5: Well, I didn't report that, believe me. Oh, I
3: know. And now look here, Kent. I've checked with your paper back east, and they tell me that it's all right, and that you're here to do what you can. Now, what do you want to know?
5: Well, first of all, have you any idea what's back of this trouble on the railroads?
3: Not the slightest. If you ask me, there's a lunatic at large.
5: Oh, don't you believe it.
3: Oh, what else can I believe? It's too senseless, utterly mad. Well, you had warnings. Yes, which we ignored. Uh, We get them all the time from cranks and nuts.
5: But these warnings came true. So what of it? Do you still think they came from cranks and nuts? All right, Kent. What do you think? I think that one man or a group of men is trying to paralyze the country with fear. Yes,
3: but why? I'm afraid we'll find that out later. Unless we can stop them. Good Lord, we've got to stop them. This can't go on, Kent. We'll we'll do what we can. What do you suggest? I suggest that you don't let the Silver Clipper leave Denver tonight. Oh, Kent, she's got to leave. Can you imagine what the reaction would be if she didn't?
5: You're taking a chance. I can't
3: help that. She's got to go.
5: Well, then we must work fast. We only have until this evening. I have one more idea. Yes, what is it? Well, if you read my story carefully, you'll see that I imply I know more than I printed. Yes, I did notice that. Well, do you? Not yet, but I expect to. How? The people back of this, particularly the man called the Wolf, will want to know just what I do know and where I got it. Well? I propose to show myself around until he catches up with me. Will he? I think so. I was shadowed this morning on my way here. Good Lord. You were? So I think he and his friends are just waiting their
3: chance, and I'm going to give it to them. Oh, okay, Kent, don't do it. Why, if they'd wreck a train where they wouldn't think twice about. <laughs> about putting me out of the way? Yes. Don't worry. But why?
5: What's the idea? While they're finding out how much I know, I may be finding out one or two
1: little items about them.
3: Well, I only hope... Here. How long have you been standing there, messenger?
1: Oh, I just come, boss. You the divisional superintendent? Uh, Telegram? Yes, sir. Uh, For you personally. They told me to bring it right in. I seen the door was open, so I woke I hope
3: they found that engine. Well? That's all, messenger. You can get out. Uh, Yes, sir. No, Wait! Say, hey, where'd you get this wire? Huh? Why, well, the, the office give it to me. Said to bring it right over. All right, all right. Go on. Close the door behind you. Hey, Kent, listen to this. Yes? Where an engine is now, a train will be tomorrow. The silver clipper will vanish like smoke, never to be seen by the eyes of living men.
5: Well, well, sounds like black magic.
3: I don't believe it. Why, they'd never dare.
5: Oh, they'd dare, all right. Is that telegram signed?
3: Uh, Yes. It's signed,
5: The Wolf. The Wolf? Look here, Mr. Superintendent. That settles it. Have that wire checked. Find out who sent it and when and from where, if you can. My guess is you'll discover it's faked. I wish we'd held that messenger. Kemp, what are you going to do? Just what I said
3: I'd do. Put myself in the hands of The Wolf and see who wins. Superintendent speaking. What? What? Why, look here, that's not possible. It can't be. Man alive, think what you're saying. Now, look here, you tell that to report here in my office. That's right at once. My God, please, I'll bet I'll find out something. Anything new? Why, it's the silliest thing I ever heard. Wait, a telegram. Where an engine is now? I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a minute. What is it? Kent. That locomotive tender. it passed through Kingston at 11.15. Yes. And it passed through Richville at 11.50. Well? It should have reached Lewisburg at 12.20, just 30 minutes later. And it didn't? It wasn't on time? On time? I had never got there at all. Oh, well, that's easy. It left the rail somewhere in between. Yes, you'd think so. But listen to this. A crew left Richville and a crew left Lewisburg. They met somewhere in between just now in broad daylight. And neither crew had seen a sign of that engine anywhere. That's not possible. No. No, it isn't, is it? Black magic. Isn't that what you called it, Kent? I think I'm going mad, like that conductor. Well, what are you going to do? Do? I'm going out to hunt
5: wolves.
2: Anybody looking? No. quick. Out of these clothes. Now that window. Goodbye to Clark Kent temporarily. It's Superman's turn now to find out where those devils are hiding and to listen while they tell me what they know. Up, up, over the yards. Circle around a bit. Ah, there goes that messenger. Watch him, watch him. I land on that roof. Look down into the street. There he goes, the messenger. Into that house with the broken railing. Now then... I think I'll become Clark Kent again, respectable representative of the Daily Planet. I'll just walk casually down that street and see what happens. Down we go.
1: So, he thinks he'll find out one or two little items about us, aren't huh, you Yeah, that's what he said before they saw me standing there. I think I should like to question that young man on various angles of the so interesting story he wrote for this morning's paper. What are you doing by the window? Hey, hey, down there, down there in the street, look. what is it? It's him, walking right up to the house. What? That? Is that Clark Kent? How did he know where to find me? Who told him? I don't know. Hey, don't look at me like that. How did he know which way to take to get here? Here, search me, boss. He knows too much. How does he know? Quick, Kino, downstairs. Hey, boss, what are you going to do with him? There's a vault below us, Kino. Steel-lined and soundproof with various devices to bring out information. You're going to take him there? For a time, for a little conversation, my friend. stop, stop. For the people. Is he coming? Yeah, right this way. Hey, wait a minute. Is anyone else in the alley? No, it's empty. Yeah, here he comes. We'll jump out and grab him. All huh right. be ready with your blackjack. Now. Hey, where are you going? Quick, quick, you know, let him have it.
4: Here, what hey, is a big idea. Hey, what hey, the? Cow, go on, jump
1: him, boss. Inside, inside with him, quick. Come on, you, no hanging back. Ah, good work, you know, good work. Down the iron stairway, quick, quick. Someone may have heard us. He's trying to hang back. I'll fix him. There we are. Shove him inside. Now, close the door. Now, then, Mr. Clark Kent, the time has come for a little talk. Kino, my friend, you may prepare the aids to conversation.
4: Clark Kent in the power of the wolf. Or is the wolf, all unknowing, in the power of Superman? And meanwhile, where is the missing engine? Excitement, thrills, suspense. Tune in and follow the story. And remember... Be with us again for the next thrilling installment of Superman.
5: Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's
3: Superman! With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone
0: seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>